Hey everyone, and welcome once more to another sail shredding and wave weaving episode of Dead Men Roll No Crits. This is your GM Patrick, and I just wanted to post another reminder here about the show's release schedule. You may have heard this intro before, you may have heard us mention this during the show, but all these episodes are about a half year old or so, maybe a little bit longer. And that's because we started this podcast in the middle of 2020, and it started out as a Patreon exclusive for our Cosmic Crit fans to enjoy, and after a short while, it became a weekly adventure and something we, we put out uh, every Sunday. The thing is, we've had so much fun playing Skull and Shackles with second edition rules, you know, taking pirates out of that classic adventure path and, and putting them in the, these new, brand new rules of second edition. Uh, we didn't want to keep all the fun solely to the hundreds or so that, you know, backed us up behind a paywall. Uh, so now this podcast is coming out with episodes free to the public, week to week, but a little behind schedule. If you're listening to this for free and you've run out of episodes, though, I've got good news. We are still posting episodes far in advance week to week on our Patreon at patreon.com slash cosmic crit. Binge through our, our entire catalog of episodes, everything we've got out by backing us for just $2 a month. You get access to some other cool stuff at higher levels and as well, but to listen to every available episode of Dead Men Roll No Crits, all you've got to do is back us at $2. So, yeah, if you've binged and run out of Pisces shenanigans, I implore you to head to the link in the description of this episode and just see what happens next. Uh, to all our Patreon supporters, past, present, and future, I want to thank you guys for the opportunity to play more games with my friends and share them with the world. If you want to help support this podcast and our Starfinder adventures on Cosmic Crit, well, thank you as well. Uh, thank you for your support via Patreon. Uh, and anything you can do to spread the word of the show, whether it be reviews or telling your gaming friends about it, all that helps. And thank you for that as well. With that said and out of the way, let's get back to the Shackled Sea action. Hoist the sails and cut the jib. It's time to start this week's episode of Dead Men Roll No Crits. It was the Lagerni who dealt with lizard kind as equals years ago, unlike to the south where we were in chains. And they used their magics, stones that they said fell from the sky. They used them to help us, these star stones. There were three stones. One they used to calm the storms. One they used to enrich the soil and one that protected our peoples.
Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. This is your GM, Patrick, here with my Shanghai and waylaid crew of unwilling pirates. I'm talking about Jabert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. Say hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. Hello. Tyler. Shabonga. Wow. Ooh, Ooh, off to a okay. Bad start with Tyler not understanding how to say hello. Was that pirate for hello? Well, and we just don't know it. <laughs> yes. Little little do you know, 17th 17th century pirates often made up secret Shipper. phrases for hello. It was a catchphrase from a very popular pirate um serial called uh, Big Buccaneer Theory. <laughs> oh no, Seth, no. Oh, we're gonna have to burn this recording and start off <laughs> Shabinga's that's now a, pirate lexicon. That's a, that's a false start on a podcast. I have introduced you all as unwilling pirates in both the sense of your PCs and you all as players are now somewhat owned by me, the GM. And I'm looking for about 150 episodes of the show to get through all the pirateness that is in Skull and Shackles. It's a lot of pieces of eight. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, is, our con I can't our do contract that now, is, but our it's contract a lot is only for seventy-five episodes. So halfway through the season, we'll have to renegotiate some contracts. But I think we'll, I think it'll work out. I think it'll work out unless we unionize. There's always a chance. So yeah, last time was like our episode zero. This is like the first official episode where we're getting into the adventure path. And as soon as we stopped recording last last time we played here there's some anger on your guys's part um about the beginning of this adventure path uh that you had made all this time uh making these characters and buying equipment <laughs> only to have them knocked unconscious and you're now somewhat worried about those pc's belongings including like what about losing my stuff yeah, and there's like the heirlooms yeah. and Re Rebecca and I definitely explored some feelings. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, Tyler I'd was say like, so. yeah, Tyler has uh, brought up a good point uh, earlier today. Where uh, if you haven't heard the one-on-one -on -one story of uh, Cassius, uh, those will be we, we have some some single episodes coming out. But your character is in possession of a, a fairly powerful magical relic. Was Patrick was, was. I'm sorry, not I anymore? Yeah, let's past let's past. let's remember to use the past tense on some of these dope things we have. Expect more from a librarian, honestly. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> that's exactly what you, what you expect. I give you things and then I take them back. <laughs> um, that is fair. Just to start this episode fresh, put your guys' minds at ease. Uh, in this episode, indeed, you will start with none of you having really any items on your possession. Uh, so just think of it as being a blank slate. Tabula rasa, which is very great because you don't have to worry about there's carrying capacity rules and all kinds of confusing combat rules. You don't have to worry about that. Just uh, at the start of this podcast, you got some skills on your, your character sheets and your role play, and that's what you get to focus on. So what about uh, what about armor there, Patrick? Any any armor to speak of? Is armor an item? I think so. Last time I, I checked. I mean, but, I think it's I mean, an item. But it's also uh, sort of your pants, if you like. And so, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I hope you add something on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's loincloth time. Patrick. Patrick, yeah. I also, uh, I remember talking a brief bit about buying some fairly nice clothes. I bought some fairly fine clothes. I spent two, two whole 
gold pieces on some some no, no one told you to do that, Tyler. That is <laughs> that is an insane percentage. Surely, of surely no, wealth. no well-respecting pirate would would take me fine clothes away. Um, just just a reminder: you start with fifteen gold, right, Max, for, for character, right. and yep. you Aye. saw fit to spend uh, a, a good deal of that on clothes. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say if something can be easily taken off your person, say a hat. Uh, that's probably gone. Well, so, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's valuable to shame somebody on the amount of money that they spent because <laughs> I'm fairly certain that the pirates took money too, so money unspent is probably <laughs> also gone. Uh, we'll see. We have to get into it. Um, yeah, but yeah, like I said, suffice to say, these folks were a little mad last time we, we stopped recording, but yeah, I'm asking now that, I mean, you guys can put all that stuff, all those belongings and material possessions uh, out of your mind and just uh, really focus on your characters in this week's episode as we dive into another tale from Skull and Shackles. Uh, this is episode one. You guys ready? I, I feel unburdened from my possessions. <laughs> I feel like half of my character's identity is gone, but that's okay. Let's, uh, I, I, built, I built a pirate who was solely based on worldly possessions, but now that I've been freed of them, <laughs> I feel like I maybe leave to join a monastery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. enlightenment in another sword, part of the world. Sword, sword and shield Mackenzie is ready to go. Oh, Can boy. you bring up a good point? At least she still has Desna on her side. That's she right. hopes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She's probably superstitious about this. You seem a little <laughs> forsaken right now, but like it's cool. Right. We'll get there. <laughs> boy, howdy! If well. you're angry now, I just can't wait to the end of the episode. Let's get to it. Episode one. Uh, this week's episode. It does not start with you all waking up, but we are starting with uh, Honto. As we see you in the the hold, the bottom of a rickety pirate ship, lying in filthy bilge water. Uh, the first thing you see as you, you come to is a, a waste bucket upturned in the, the darkness here, floating on a foot or so of fetid salt water. Uh, you choke and, and spit this slurry from your nostrils, but as you go to wipe your snout with a claw, you feel your wrists pinched and pinned against the uh, the backside of your body, right above your tail, uh, a pair of metallic manacles cutting into your scales. What's what's Honto doing in this situation now that you're you're up? I think the first thing he would do in this situation is uh, uh, realizing that his arms are bound. Uh, he would uh, essentially try to pivot on all points of his body to see if anything else is tied down or if maybe these manacles are tied secured to something or if he's free to, to move at least. Looks like you could try and, and get yourself up here and can maybe, you know, roll onto your, your knees, maybe use your tail as leverage to do so. Um, anything else while, while you're, you're getting your balance? Uh, well, is anybody else occupying this, these lovely accommodations with me? Uh, peering around the, the darkness here, it feels like maybe you have like a wound or something that's, that's fogging your vision, but you become aware that uh, indeed you are not the only one stuck in the, the pitch black bilge as a figure moves through the, the darkness here imposing, very broad-chested, and as it draws near, it moves quickly to your side and then kind of smashes its bare chest into your own, and a scent fills your nostrils, though that uh, is at the same time familiar and comforting as a similar voice calls out into the darkness, saying, I have you, Honto. We are here. We are still 
alive. It is the voice of Tepeu here calling out in your memories in a pirate ship called the Devilish Duchess years ago. And in part of this dream or nightmare as you're, you're unconscious here, the same dream that you've, you've had many times before, it, it feels almost more real than it ever has. Smell the, the salty air. You can kind of feel the, the wood beneath your feet. And it's this warm voice of Tepeo's tongue flicking in your ear. He says, you must be strong. You must not lose hope. There's still time for us if we stay together. Was what did Honto say back then? I don't know if I don't know if Honto remembers what he said back then, but he seems to be experiencing this again somehow. Mm. And uh, what he says now is, uh, "How did I come back here? Why are you here?" It is not important why, but it is important that we rely on each other for whatever is to come in that you must do something for me, Hanto. Anything. You must wake up. Please, please wake up. Wake up, you disgusting pickaroons! <laughs> Seth Hanto wakes up for real now as indeed there's a bearded sailor with a, a cudgel and a tin pot banging an inch from your ear. The song of rousing drunkards uh, from this side of the inner sea all the way to Absalom. Just clang, clang, clang. And then the dim darkness here, you kind of lock eyes with him as he moves on down the line, going to a, a slender female half-elf you groggily remember talking to. Rebecca, you get the same treatment and, and rouse from your slumber. Uh, you're out cold, but uh, as you are rudely awakened, you come to see your hands are tied in front of you and joined to Honto next to you by about four feet of, of rope. And right next to you, we see a, a slumbering Candoso who is awakened and finally next to him. Cassius, as you go down the line here, there are about four other sleeping, soon to be roused, press-ganged sailors. And you guys slowly come to and remember the night before, remember the, the ringing laughter of a, of a wild night, the heady joy of excess as you drank and ate, uh, the sense of rich stewed meat, perfume lingering in your nostrils from the, the formidably made bar, and the excitement and, and, and warm company that you kind of provided one another here is indeed replaced by a pounding headache, turned stomachs, and the lingering sickly taste of cheap wine in your mouths. Your backs kind of feel cricked and pained as you, you lie prostrate in awkward positions on the hard wooden floor here in what seems to be a ship's hold. Uh, there's a, a creaking rhythmic noise all around you and the feeling of the room swaying as if indeed you were still drunk. But yeah, the, the pirate with the alarm clock kind of waddles off into the darkness um, in, into some dim light coming from a, a stairwell. What are you guys doing? What do you say to one another? I'm going to take us to the ship on the map. Quick, someone look up the stats for a press gang sailor. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> don't what game this do you game. What do with a press gang sailor? This AP's only been out for like eight years. <laughs> uh, uh, I roll over and I look at um, Hilarious and I'm just like, watch out. <laughs> Was that from like last night? Yeah, <laughs> late on that one. <laughs> Very delayed, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was quite delayed. <laughs> All right, well, uh, uh, second verse, same as the first. Uh, time to start testing these uh, <laughs> these these bindings. 
testing how? Do you want to try and slip? Do you want to well, try and... Are, are they, uh... So, in the dream slash recollection, um, mm -hmm. arms were pinned behind his back. Yeah, you were back. you were manacled back in your past there right. uh, with metal. Nearly impossible. Th these ropes, they do feel tightly bound. They're like uh, maybe three quarters inch in force, kind of like hempen ropes and uh, tied around a few times. But... Um, Something you might be able to slip, or it might be able to just crack if you're strong enough. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. I've seen videos about this. If you rub them together, then eventually they'll cut through each other. Oh my gosh! How, how long would you have to rub? <laughs> I mean, no. There's like there's a trick where you like you you put your leg over your arm, and then like I, I've watched a lot of videos about how to escape rapists. So. You know. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry. <laughs> Now the podcast is educational. Who would have thought? Rebecca, have you read this AP before? Are, are you pre prepared for that as well? I'm just kidding, folks. We have we have fun here. <gasps> okay. I'm honestly imagining more of a Robin Hoodman and Tight situation where if we just, you know, lift up at the same time, then they'll all slip apart. Or or a Shanghai noon situation where wet shirt bend bar. <laughs> Yeah. You, you said wet oh. shirt and bar, not pea shirt. Whatever he said, I can't remember oh. the end of the quote. Wow, you guys have an encyclopedic uh, information about that movie. That's frightening. <laughs> um, <laughs> any any other ways to derail this podcast, Bert? We haven't heard from you yet. Uh, 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 I pull down my pants and I show everybody my butt. <laughs> wait, wait, your character or you? Are you going to well, do that on screen? Oh, geez, are you looking at the Please camera, don't. Patrick? Okay. <laughs> oh. well, uh, before you guys can really set about having a deep conversation with one another or, or testing these ropes or, or peeing on clothing, uh, you hear the sound of low and kind of slowly advancing boot steps above you, uh, kind of putting the what sounds like a great deal of pressure on each floorboard as uh, they creak and moan uh, right above your heads and occasionally just kind of squeak up against maybe uh, one another or, or a, a nail, producing an ear-splitting momentary screech. Um, you see light now coming down the stairs as a figure slowly walks into the hold of the ship carrying a, a bullet lantern that kind of pierces the darkness obscuring the figure and blinding you all as it shines in turn in each of your faces. But the, the light is pulled back and is held by this man. Bring our first fun pirate friend to the table. Yar! With a, a whip uh, attached to his belt, he's got a, a long coat, a red bandana, and a, a, a fairly full black beard. He comes uh, straddling down the, the stairs, uh, kind of looking each of you over like sides of beef. And as soon as he's done inspecting the merchandise, kind of takes uh, another look back over at uh, maybe Candoso's uh, muscles and uh, his kind of face contorts into what seems like a pained expression. But you recognize it after a moment as kind of a, a twisted smile like this. Just, and Candoso uh, gives him a little wink. Wink, wink. This, this guy then goes over and checks out the ripped physique and scaled form of, of Honto uh, with the same face at first, but then it kind of turns into an air of disgust. He lets out a, a sharp ear-stinging whistle. Uh, and a moment later, a number of pirates appear from the, the deck above and kind of move over to each of you and start pulling you to your feet. 
here's a whole bunch of pirates. <laughs> uh, coming up to you, steadying you as they they lift you up. Um, uh, if they if they get close to to Hanto in particular, he's going to try and uh, utilize his uh, uh, more imposing figure and just kind of roll his shoulders at them and uh, essentially dare them to get close to his snout. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds that sounds like intimidation tactics. Is that something it you might be? You're looking to do? I mean, I wasn't looking to make a roll, but I, I can't if you'd like me to. It's a it's its own whole skill in Pathfinder Second Edition. Who thought about that? Uh, it, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'll roll it for you if you'd like. Please do. I'm not super great at it. Yeah, twelve. No, not great indeed. But you did. Uh, uh, what, what do you roll on the dice here? I can't tell. What, what's your bonus? Uh, I don't have a bonus to intimidate. Oh, okay. So I was about to say, I can't, <laughs> so a, I can't tell from natural the natural 12. <laughs> Probably uh, not the most intimidating with all the ropes and all that. Yeah, no, I think you intimidate one of them very well. And then he just uh, uh, moves back for a second and then comes back with like three other <laughs> pirates who uh, two of them grab you by your, your beefy arms. And the third kind of grabs your, your tied up roped hands and uh, we'll cut you free of Alaris next to you, but uh, uh, calls out and says, Master Scourge, we best keep the ropes on this one. And uh, he agrees. Master Scourge, this pirate here who has uh, come down with the, the bullet lantern. Uh, yeah, it's a fairly slow process getting all eight of you up here, um, but uh, he begins untying some of the uh, the other pirates here's uh, hands uh, giving, giving commands, yelling commands uh, at you, you know, turn around, move this way, yada, yada. And as soon as one of you is too slow to do something he likes here, actually, can can each of you just give me a quick reflex save to see if you can, if you can follow this pirate's orders fast enough. Whoever's rolling low, I think we'll, we'll have a, a fun person encounter with Master Scourge. Uh, it's a me. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll leave, we'll leave poor... Honto out of this because he's already got three pirates on him. <laughs> Believe it or not, I, I wrote this to be Cantoso in my notes here, but uh, <laughs> as soon as you're too slow to get to your feet, uh, he pulls from his belt loop this whip and just kind of looses it, and in the same motion, snaps and cracks it back a few feet from your your ear, and it just kind of makes a tiny thunderclap right next to your head. Uh, go ahead and make me a forge, you'd say. Uh, 19. Okay, so... Uh, you're not deafened in that ear, but it it, it's, it rings for uh, the good next minute or so. Maybe your vision goes a little blurry for a moment, but over that you can still hear him screaming as he says, uh, Still abed with the sun over the yard arm. On your feet, you filthy swabs. Get up on deck and report to duty before Captain Harrigan flays your flesh into sausage skins and has old fish guts fry up for breakfast. I do that. Guys, welcome to the adventure pad. <laughs> uh, your gear is indeed gone as these pirates have press ganged you, shanghaied you, disarmed you of spears and swords, certainly uh, any large bags you might have carried. Uh, and as this realization comes to you, maybe one of you looks to your hip where your sword would be, Master Scourge says. No need to look for your weapons, lads. We saw that they were weighing down ye pantaloons. My name is Master Scourge, and this here is me whip, and I'm sure you're well acquainted with her in time. So no weapons on you. But if you had something small, something perhaps secreted 
on your body. You wouldn't want, say, a, a cut purse to steal off of you as you walked through the streets of Port Peril. I'm going to allow you to roll for it right now. Um, that is indeed a stealth check that is opposed by these pirates' passive perception. Uh, it can only be an item of light bulk, uh, but that is like, you know, up to like a thousand coins if you want to try and keep your coin purse, whatever money you had left over. Uh, you like do my have- hand, My hand crossbow, for instance, is light bulk? Uh, yes, if it's light bulk, then it can, it can be strove to be hidden like in your sleeve or, you know, in a boot, what have you. Um, only of light bulk, um, uh, small enough to be kind of tucked into a waistband that the, the pirates can't have missed. So if you guys want to roll that, you can roll it uh, untrained, I believe. Uh, you said stealth, stealth? Stealth? I believe so, yeah. All right, so um, I'm just going to go down the line as we roll these. Uh, Alaris, Rebecca, uh, stealth of 16, that is a success. Uh, are you indeed snagging your hand crossbow? Where, where, where would she hide it? Uh, she would have that um, sort of strapped to her leg, mm-hmm. okay, like so on a band. Hidden away, so success there. Um, you can still feel it uh, as you are lifted to your feet, you know, kind of clanging on your, your other thigh. Jabert Gendoso's rolled a 19, so a success. What are you keeping on you? Uh, I would just say like holly and mistletoe, maybe just like sort of just like they're tucked behind my ear and they don't sort of like, they're maybe they're like hidden up in my hair somewhere. Holly and mistletoe, what kind of hippie character? Yeah. What, a, what kind of hippie dippy stuff is stuff is this? In your there hair. The focuses for my spells. Um, Tyler, a fourteen on stealth success. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we're, we're looking for DC eleven here, so it's not terrible. My my, com- my compass, please. Your compass. Now, do you think a compass uh, is light bulk? For yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I, I'm asking you if it is. It, there's metal parts yes. in it, so. Uh, yeah. Right, so that's like in your pocket and small enough that uh, when they patted you down, they didn't feel it. Seth, do you want to make a roll for Hanto? Well, I don't think Hanto, uh, let's see, the thing is his biceps aren't light bulk, so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No, but. Uh, there's going to be so many, really, though, so many think... uh, jokes about the, the muscles on this monk. Uh, I don't think um, I don't think he would have had anything secreted away. That's not really something that uh, he needed to do a lot in Hot Block still. So he wasn't ready to hide anything. Well, you had your your gold on you. Um, did you want to see if he can uh, hold on? To I don't that? think he had. The, I don't think he had his druthers to try and hide any of these things. Okay. I mean, if you're just wearing it, if your character wants to like wear it openly on your 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 belt loop uh, from here on out, I'll make a note of that as a GM. That's definitely not something I'll ever take advantage of. Uh, but or would uh, I expect you to? <laughs> that, that is fine. Uh, right. So they indeed uh, begin to undo the binds around your hands and kind of shove you up the stairs. Maybe a pirate behind each of you, a couple behind Honto, who uh, who they they leave your bindings on. Is there anything you guys want to do as you're being led up deck? No, this is this is kind of a make or break point on this AP if you guys just are trying to murder people. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I, I, I think Cassius couldn't resist uh, maybe saying like, I think you've made a, a terrible mistake, Mateve. A case of mistaken identity, perhaps, which you have, you caught the wrong man. I fully under, I fully understand it. Scourge? Yeah, I fully understand there. I fully understand it, Mr. Scourge. It happens all the time. People, people don't recognize true sea salt uh, now, nowadays. But uh, uh, I'd be happy if you, you cut, you know, you cut me loose from this, and 
Well, I'll, I'll take the helm or something for you until we get to the port, and you can let me go. Is this a diplomacy check you're trying to make? Or like a, sure, a diploma, diplomacy, or, or uh, maybe like deception. De- deception, because I'm like, oh, you, you've got the wrong, you got the oh, wrong yeah. guy. I, yeah, I, do whatever you want right now, Tyler. Roll whatever you want. Yeah. You know, I'm actually a uh, crew member for one of the more famous free captains. I was just on shore leave for a bit of an errand for them. I hate to be kept from my ship. Let's roll it. 21? Ooh, so good. So far off from the DC of this, though. Uh, but it, it seems Master Scourge looks you over for a second. And says, well, we'll be sure to let you off at the next port. <laughs> oh, thank you very the, much. The rest of the pirates laugh at you as well. Yeah. He just, great, pretends great, like great, it's, great. he just pretends like it's good news. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is going to be a long, long AP. All right. So you yep. all, as you're being led up through the the deck here, uh, can uh, I believe we touched on this last week, but you can recognize perhaps the, the aftertaste of whatever poison was used on you guys. I think last time I said it was maybe craft alchemy or occult. Uh, maybe craft alchemy, definitely not a cult, is actually, Jabert corrected me, a nature roll, which I imagine is something you can do, uh, can do so as as a druid, right? Yes, yeah. Why don't you make me that roll now, see if you can figure it out. Is the, the strong taste of nutmeg on, on your palate. Uh, 22 for nature. Right, so that is enough. I don't know if it's enough to critically succeed at it, but you can indeed tell that it is a clear sign of perhaps oil of taggot poisoning, maybe a form of uh, lethargy poisoning that you're pretty sure would only last maybe an hour, four hours, like tops, but you you can taste it so much you feel like you might have been dosed a few times mm. uh, and been unconscious uh, as it's it was night and now it is um, full-on early morning right now. And they got us. Dang. I think a few of you, Honto especially, can remember the face of Master Scourge last night as well. Maybe piece together that indeed that is where you guys were taken from. So are we above deck at this point? Yeah. So as you all are are led up there, the the smell of, of salt air and surf kind of rushes into your nostrils. The, the blinding light of full day indeed hits you in the face dazzling you for a moment but as you're led up about 20 or so pirates above you and on all sides let out a a hearty followed by jeers and cheers from the side uh, of the ship uh, maybe starboard side someone pulls up a a bucket of of cool seawater and kind of like tosses it in your guys' direction splashing against your boots Uh, a few others come out right behind them swabbing the deck, jostling you to, to move to the, the side of the ship. And as you get over to the, the side, you can take a look down and see a dizzying fall of about 30 feet to the ocean's surface, where this three-masted ship is indeed riding the waves, uh, seemingly heading west. And let's go ahead and... For, for how many is this their first time on a ship at sea? How many? Uh, Prolaris. Yeah. Uh, probably for me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, on a ship of this size, I've been on a boat yeah. before, but yeah, like well, a ship uh, is a different thing. I was gonna say, Alaris rode to to the port, so. <laughs> oh, true, but yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. That was like a, a a small transport vessel. This is indeed a 
a full on uh, deep ocean boat face. Yeah, this thing can can ride the waves. It looks like it has a high top speed and is indeed clipping through them right now with uh, sails fully down on a, a nice, clear, sunny day. Uh, there are a few figures kind of clustered around the ship's starboard side, as well as uh, fore deck, looking up at the, the higher deck on the stern upon the poop deck. You see two imposing figures standing there. Uh, Patrick, I think we're on the we're on the previous. What's up? I think we're on the previous uh, boat picture. We're looking yeah, at a blink. We're looking at a blank ship there, Patrick. Oh, scroll up. I'm sorry. This, these are all on the same. Oh, oh, whoops. Oh. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very large uh, map. It was, there's several, several decks. Okay, got it. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, why don't you go take a look at all these pirates that are on the map now? That's so many Whoa. pirates. Okay. Whoa. So yeah, of these two figures, one of them is a, a broad, muscular, dark-skinned Grundy man. A shaven head and a long beard bound with uh, fairly heavy-looking golden rings uh, with a huge eye patch uh, covering one eye. Clearly the captain of this vessel as he's leaning a hand on the the wheel of the ship. To his side, Mr. Plug is a a younger, balding man with a long black ponytail wearing a long coat and carrying a what looks like a a well-worn, extremely used cat of nine tails idly hitting the palm of his hand with it as he's looking you over. Here's what these guys look like. Ooh, they're handsome. Oh, yeah. Okay, Mr. Plug does not look like a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a mean pirate. <laughs> they, they all kind of do, all these this art. So, yeah, at this point, uh, like I said, you guys noticed that um, there, there were four other people with you kind of brought up from this lower deck, other new recruits. They seem relatively clean compared to uh, some of the other pirates up here uh, also apparently at a state of unease as, as you're jostled to the, the top deck. Um, there are, are uh, uh, like I said, 20 other pirates or so here. Some of them up in the rigging. You see a fancifully dressed gnome up there as well as a, a barefoot woman kind of like hanging upside down fixing some some rigging. A few on the, the fore deck and, and a couple swabbing the main deck here. Um, it is abuzz with activity, um, but uh, everyone kind of stops what they're doing and uh, turn their attention to the, the wheel of the ship as Captain Barnabas Harrigan clears his throat and uh, begins a speech saying, Glad you could join us at last. Welcome to the Wormwood. My thanks for volunteering to join my crew. I'm Barnabas Harrigan, and that's Captain Barnabas Harrigan to you lot. Not that you'll ever need to address me. I have but one rule. Don't speak with me. I like talk, but I don't like your talk. Follow that rule, and we'll all get along fine. And one more thing. Even with you new recruits, while we're still short-handed, I aim to keep what crew I have. There'll be a keel hauling for anyone caught killing somebody. Mr. Plug, if you'd be so kind as to make pirates out of these landlubbers, it'll save me not having to put them in the sweat box for a year and a day before I make pies out of them. Uh, at the end of the speech, the captain kind of walks away, looks off the back of the ship and leaves this man with the cat of nine tails looking you all over. This is Mr. Plug, the Wormwood's first mate. As he looks down on you all, uh, he smiles unpleasantly. 
seems has very little time for talk as well as he makes his way uh, over to where the captain was standing and begins speaking to you all and says, Listen up, you festooned fopdoodles. I'm the first mate here. The name is Mr. Plug, and it falls on me to make suitable sailors of you sorry thoughts. This here cat will scratch ye, even you forget the mister in front of the plug, or any sailor that sees to make a slip of the tongue about me lisp. Or if for any reason you rub me the wrong way, Captain says I shouldn't kill thee, but he didn't say nothing about me beating the stuffing out of you until you cry for your mammy. The rest of the ship seems to go back to work as as he's uh, berating you all. You see them going back, climbing up the rigging, hauling rope, swabbing the deck, and he starts stepping down the stairs here, coming in your direction to investigate you all a little closer. Some guys off the main deck here. Everyone goes so back. About, just about how many people are around us as a group, and how many, how many captured people, and uh, what's the ratio of, of captured persons to, to, to pirates? That's a good question. You can't really tell from from most of the people working here. Some of them do look like, indeed, salty sea dogs that have been around a while. Um, but it is a very hodgepodge crew. I would say normally, if you see a ship sailing from a, a Ramadumi port or from from somewhere in the inner sea, they're usually dressed very similar, similar skin. Uh, this crew is as diverse as they come. You see half elves, dwarves, gnomes. There's a, a half orc amongst the, the people that you've captured here. You're the only lizard folk you see on on the ship. Um, uh, he, he comes down the stairs here and says, I've got some tests to see how skilled you are in sailing. See what tests will uh, assign ye on the boat. He looks you over, Honto, and says, uh, Oi, and, and Mr. Lizard, don't think about jumping overboard. Don't think that will save you. You won't be allowed to swim to land as we'll, we'll chum the water so fast the razor sharks will, will be on ye in a minute. And they rarely even leave bones for crabs to pick at at the bottom of the sea. There are a few other pirates that uh, will, will come up to you guys, and they will undo your bindings now, Honto, as uh, it seems like Mr. Plug has some work for you. See, uh, as they explain it, where you will be working on the ship. Um, he kind of like assembles you in a line along the, the port side here of the ship and says, uh, the first test is to climb the ropes. First to make it up and get a crisp drought of water. Last up there, get a swift taste of me cat to the crow's nest, lads. Move, move, move. Uh, guys, we're going into some skill checks here. I'm going to take us to to another fun map where I have uh, a little example of what the rigging on the ship looks like. Oh, ah. Very fun. This looks really fun. I think Alaris is really excited. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I'm, like the I've situation here, sucks, but this part's going to be fun. I, I've oh, yeah. I mean, here, she loves climbing uh, in the middle of the ship on the main mast. And there are extremely steep uh, rigging, um, rope rigging, uh, rigging that will take you straight up the main mast to where kind of the crow's nest is. And that is a difficult climb, uh, a trained climb. So DC 15, there are some other ropes leading to the mizzen mast, the foremast and um, elsewhere that are less of an incline that you can climb a little bit easier. Now, 
Uh, climbing is indeed going to be a, uh, a climb check to get up there, and you are moving at typically a, a quarter of your normal speeds, I believe. With a successful check, you can move. That, is that athletics? Yes, climb is athletics. A, a normal success, you move up, across, or down uh, five feet per 20 feet of your land speed. Um, that's rounded down, of course. Does anybody have more than 30 feet? I think a typical is 25 in mm-hmm. Pathfinder 2. Yeah. Right, so each success, you move in five feet. If you get a critical success, you're able to move uh, five plus five feet for 20, so 10 feet for most PCs. So keep that in mind as you're, you're moving through here. Critical success, mind you, is if you're able to get 10 above that DC, if that makes sense. So it does. It looks like it's about 60 feet up and... Let's go ahead, and as you guys are all kind of in the same boat here, literally and figuratively, um, we're going to do this in initiative turn order. The initiative, though, is going to be your first uh, skill check, your first acrobatics roll. So uh, everyone go ahead and roll that now, and we'll, we'll use that as your, your first one. Now, you just said acrobatics. Oh, I'm sorry, at- athletics. athletics. I, I have both windows athletics. up right now from Archive of Nethys. So athletics. Don't you dare roll acrobatics. Well, those are some... That's a great. <laughs> uh, well, actually, um, as this as this all starts, mm-hmm. I mean, just because of who he is and what this situation represents to him, I don't think Hanto would budge. Yes, I think awesome. he would stand and stare. Uh, obviously, Mister Plug comes right up to you, and I think is how how tall is Hanto? I don't have. I don't know if I have that written down specifically. I, I envision somewhere between six and seven feet tall. Okay, I was about to say, either way, if he's taller or shorter, he's definitely shorter. He'll he'll look up to you and says, move your stinking lizard, butt up those ropes, or you'll taste the crack of me cat of nine. He's going to stare back, like, directly into his eyes, mm. not, uh, not indicating whether or not he understood the instructions or whether he did and he just does not care. Are, are you pretending like you don't understand them? No. He's, he's just trying to get as blank slate as possible. <laughs> okay, well, if you're giving giving nothing and don't want to roll a skill check, then uh, you get to start this combat with him uh, whipping you. Yay! <laughs> Whip time! Oh, he whipped he whipped real well. What is your, your armor class, Sans armor? 18. Okay, don't believe that is Monks. a critical success, so. <gasps> Monks, man. Monks. The Lago armor. Talking about monks. Yeah, you, you, did you did you not have any armor at the beginning of the AP either? No. Oh man, you guys, you're crazy. Probably well suited <laughs> for this AP uh, characters. Uh, okay. Okay. So yeah, I can tell you it is not a critical success, but that is a hit, and it is uh, four points of non-lethal damage. See, um, so yeah. If you guys don't know what a cat of nine tails is, it's kind of like a, a a smaller whip that has leather tongs with metal beads on the end, and when you when you crack them, it hurts. It's like something like someone would self-flagellate with, you know, s- small enough you can whip your own back. Uh, but he just psh, brings it right across your chest for for four non-lethal. Ouch. Uh, let's see. We're we're gonna go in athletics check order here. Rebecca, you have rolled the highest with athletics. 
Um, That's not enough to get up the ropes, but uh, you can take your turn first here. What would you like to do? Um, do I have to climb up those ropes? I mean, is the goal just to get to the crow's nest? Correct. So could I go up these other ropes? Yep. So like I said, walk across them. It, it looks like it's a little easier along some of the side ropes. Basically, if you're not going straight up, it's going to be a bit easier. It will, it is longer. The, the route is longer that way if you're not going direct straight up the, the mass to rigging. Right. Um, but if it's easier and you critically succeed, you will go faster more than likely. So is that what you want to yeah. do? Try to go up the side? I think so. Would that be acrobatics? Uh, no, these are still athletics for climbing. Still athletics. Oh, yeah. Well, then I'll just go straight up. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm sorry. You're you're not going to be able to, to walk these, these ropes. These All right. things All right. are not not usually possible. Um, okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll just go straight up then. Um, sure, feel free to just go ahead and you have three actions. If you want to take them all to, to climb, just roll me three athletics. 11, 19, and 14. All right, you're, this is going to be a slow one. You move five feet up the ropes. Oh, man. Yeah, DC 15 on that one. Uh, next, we are on to Candoso, right? Yep. Yes. Gibbert. Uh, yeah, I'm just climbing straight up. Yeah, you're like, a beefy like, boy, right? I like a challenge. I like a big challenge. All right, so big three? Uh, if that's what you want to do, yes. Yeah. Let's uh, see. Uh, a uh, 10, 23, 14. <laughs> yep, not a cool. If I if I'd gone up those uh, slight those other ropes, would have been smooth yep. sailing, huh? Uh, not a critical success, but you are up indeed. Uh, five feet, right next to Alaris, uh, onto Tyler, our good friend Tyler, uh, playing Cassius. How, how's your athletics skill? <laughs> uh, well, like Cassius maybe begins to grab the rope, and then he kind of rolls his eyes and and he leans he leans back on one of the ropes, and he looks over at. Honto, and, and he says, uh, Mr. Honto, while I appreciate your frank embarrassment of, of our new captives, for future sake, can you come up the ropes with me, friend? Just a friendly race, maybe. A wager between you and me. Uh, I, I, w- whether whether that moves Honto or not, uh, I think he would spend spend some time kind of look, giving him a look. Like, he says those words, and then he just kind of looks him in the eye like, we need to be strong. This sucks. This does suck. But they'll skin your muscles off your bones, my friend. <laughs> so, you know, he he knows the cruelty of pirates. So Tyler, much this, say with just a look. Tyler, this sounds like you're warning Seth against the cruelty of Patrick right now. Not the, the AP. <laughs> maybe a little bit, but he, but but also, you know, Cassius is a pirate. He, he maybe has not been in this situation, but he's either heard tale of this situation or uh, he probably, maybe he has been in this situation before, so... Mm-hmm. Um, he he does not want to see a his his new ally uh, take take unnecessary damage for what he knows will be a ever increasing doling out of cruelty. Oh, and they're only just going to use non-lethal. It's fine for now. Goodness. For now, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do, do you want to make three athletics as well, Tyler? After giving a, a rousing uh, look, sure. But I'm gonna. Uh, Cassius is going to look at these ropes and, and look at the other two struggling and decide to go the other route. He's going to go. He's going to head up. He's going to head to the stern of the ship and try to go up the ropes that way. Okay, make me make me some checks. Well, there's an eight. There's a twenty-two, 
and a nine? Come on, game. Oh, Tyler. <laughs> Typical Tyler. Tyler rolls. A oh, three, no. a 17, and a four. Okay, well, the good news is you did have a critical success there and can move 10 feet up the ropes. Uh, bad news is, yeah, that's basically going that way, uh, maybe as much as these other two. Yep. Uh, yep. We're able to get up five feet. Uh, okay. We'll Alrighty. So I'm just going to try and tell it's it's not completely on the same scale, but I'm going to keep you guys basically uh, as far away from that nest as the rules dictate. 60 feet for straight up. Candos, uh, no, wait, we've gone through everyone except Honto. Uh, Seth, do you do you heed uh, this this brash pirate's suggestion and his suggestive looks in your direction. So many things that he said just just with that brief glance. Um, <laughs> it's the charisma score talking. You know, I, I just still don't feel like he would. Oh, like, is this unreasonable? This is, a, this is kind of an affront to, to a lot of things that he stands for. Um, and uh, specifically uh, uh, is targeting a part of his life experience that he would much rather have not happened. So, uh, uh, stand in resolute. Yes. So my concern is, is that I don't want to get in the middle of this fun climbing mini game. So do we want to resolve that first potentially, or? Oh, don't worry. It's going to happen right now. As he's uh, okay. Mr. Plug, uh, uh, as you like, turn your your lizard snout back to him after that first whipping sees that you are not moving, <laughs> uh, you know, three seconds later is going to unleash a barrage of three attacks on you. Can I time. attempt to grab the cat of nine tails the first time he swings it? Uh, unless you have a special reaction for that? No. Well, I didn't get to take a turn in this combat, Patrick. Oh, you said you weren't going to do anything. <laughs> I'm not going to climb the rope. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, if you want to... I guess ready in action. That's a couple of grapple? actions. Oh no! Do we have to bring up the, the 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 feared grapple rules? Oh yes, that's making everything more difficult for oh my me. Gosh. I'm uh, gonna enjoy this. Whipping. If you want to, if you want to kick me out now, I understand. <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to render you unconscious and tie you up. You know, just Saturday night things. We like yeah, to just do. normal. You know, normal. whippings and tines and what have you. Uh, no, do you do you want to try and stop the first mate from uh, delivering his uh, corporal punishment? Is that what it is? Whippings. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I would like to do that. Uh, go ahead and make me a check. That's a is that athletics as well? Grab. I am trying to find that impulse. Oh, yeah. That's an athletics check. No matter what, Seth, you're going to make me some athletics. Dang it. He's, he's, <laughs> I've been Shanghai'd. I've been, I've been railroaded making athletics checks. <laughs> <laughs> There's no getting away from her. Well, that's okay. I'm actually not terrible at them, so. Mm-hmm. I would figure you were very good. Oh, my Atlanta. <laughs> oh, what'd you get there? Oh, no. That's a 25. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I was just looking up. <laughs> This is against the fortitude DC of this person. Uh, how would you like to grab them? Because that is a critical success. They are restrained oh. until your next turn. I think what I would like to do, uh, and I'm very hopeful that some of his subordinates are watching as this happens. Oh no! Uh, when the when the the cat of nine comes down, I, I think Hanto would grab the weapon in particular, grab past it, grab his wrist and just yank him forward so he falls flat on his face. Oh no, that's like the most embarrassing grapple you can do. 
<laughs> That's like schoolyard, like, yeah! <laughs> uh, and yes. as he falls down, we'll slowly turn to face him on the ground. Oh, there's always one. Uh, this grapple is a critical success, and he stumbles forward. He he moves on, on his turn here to pull a, a blade with a, a wicked skull um, a cross guard on it, um, covering up his knuckles. Moves to grab that from his his belt, but instead just like moves off of you and uh, like nods to uh, a couple pirates behind you. And oh, we've got some more combatants in this fight. <laughs> Trust oh, no. me. Uh, yeah, uh, three of the pirates that uh, that pulled you up deck uh, move over to you, and they will. They're, they're going at the end of the initiative order, but it's going to be a move action for each of them to, to come on over. They're going to pull out what looks like one of them's got like a, a dirty sock with maybe some some weighted rope at the end of it. Another's got like a, a leather and, and stone uh, sap. Yo, hey, I didn't know they had dirty socks. If I knew they had you're dirty socks. You're about to get beat with a sock, son. Oh, yeah, you're getting sapped. <laughs> uh, what is your armor class again? Uh, that's 18. Uh, I think only one of them is even potentially going to hit. Yeah, I've rolled a 15 on the dice. Uh, this is this is a lot more damage. It is still non-lethal, but seven points of non-lethal damage as he beats you over the back of your, your lizard head. Hey, we're having fun here at the start of the adventure. We're back to Alaris. And now climbing. <laughs> and now athletics checks. What you got, Rebecca? Um, I was wondering... Now that I've seen who Alaris views as the the most piratey of her crew, um, is choosing the slow route. Can she jump over to those ropes? Kind of follow suit? Yeah, I mean, you're only like five feet off the ground, so you can um, just start climbing. Uh, from my point of view, it looks like there's a couple attached to the, the main mast going back towards the sails on the, the, the mizzen mast. So, um... You, you can just start climbing on those now. You taking the the slightly simpler routes and, and following Candoso. Yes. Or yes. no, fo following uh, Cassius. Cassius, yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, make me those rolls. Three of them. Yeah. All, All right. right. Thirteen, twenty-one, and eighteen. <laughs> uh, so success, critical success, and success. Yeah, Pro probably best you go that way. Sweet. So, yeah. bang, bang, boom. And you're up about, oh goodness, like 20, 25 feet or so already up the, the side ropes here. Desna is with me. Uh, yeah, so you, you're just scampering up this line. Uh, next, Kendoso. You, you're going to stick on the, the main main rigging? Yeah, yeah I love a, love a good athletics challenge. Ooh. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, we, we've got a, a one on this first dice. Is that correct? Yep. Oh, no. So uh, that's a 5, 23, and 11. So that 5 comes up first, and that in this is a critical fail, uh, which means your feet kind of get stuck in the, the rigging uh, as, as you're climbing, and you fall. Uh, it will catch you um, as you're kind of tangled up, but yeah, getting back on your bearings there, you're just able to maybe make up the difference. That 23 will put you 5 feet up, uh, and that 11 is a fail, but uh, there are a number of people in the rigging that are, are watching you climb, and they let out a, a few laughs at your, your failure there, but then give a, a couple of yars as you uh, 
as you get back on your feet. Cassius, back to you. Uh, I hate to complicate things, Penetron. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that seems heavy-ish on deck that I can that Cassius can see? Heavy-ish? I mean, heavy-ish. What are you thinking about? There's very heavy rope on the deck. There's barrels. Should I, there's. Should I? I'm thinking about a barrel. So here's what I kind of want to do. I while everybody is jeering at, uh, Kendoso, uh, I think Cassius wants to stealth over somewhere, dump a barrel over the side of the ship, and yell "Man overboard!" Uh, to try and get attention away from Honto. So wants to do some deception here. You're about 15 feet up in the air right now. Do you want to? Climb I, back down, and I would probably just drop down. I mean, okay. it's fifteen. It's fifteen feet. <laughs> I can. I can acrobatics a drop from fifteen feet. Oh, I don't know if you can. Why don't you make me that roll? Because <laughs> at this point, Cassius, the only reason he was going to climb at all was because he doesn't want to get beat. But he's not going to get beat because Honto's not moving. Yeah, that's been that. Uh, that roll has been taken as the beat. Yeah. Does a torn? Does a natural twenty on acrobatics mean I can take Ooh. a fifteen foot drop? Uh, that is a critical success, and uh, that has been you will take no damage from that. So you are basically doing a cool pirate, sh- you know, shimmy down like maybe the first five feet and like a, a roll onto the deck. Uh, now, make me a perception check to, to find something heavy to throw overboard. 22. Okay. There's a, a barrel off to your side. There are a few swabs uh, around it, though. I mean, this this is a full deck. So there's, you you want to try and stealth over there or you just moving in broad daylight over to a barrel to throw over? Oh man. Let's uh, try to be sneaky. Oh, good, good, good. Go ahead and roll. We're rolling against passive here. Oh, geez. I didn't think I was going to be able Uh, to beat two of you today, but here we are. 18, 18. Uh, Right. So (laughs) that is a a full failure as uh, Master Scourge. Uh, still on deck, and I believe our new best friend, Mr. Plug, uh, both see you and... Uh... Oh, they're beating Honto! Come on! <laughs> I was gonna say, the giant lizard folk uh, uh, fighting several pirates at once isn't enough of a distraction to maybe help a little bit? Well, there is a cause of distraction action that you can do. Uh, oh, you did I not, did not know that. You did not roll that. Right now, you're stealthing over to a barrel Basically, they are watching everyone doing this rigging test right now, including a couple of the other pirates uh, folks that were, were press gang with you. And as soon as you stop <laughs> climbing up the ropes, there's another uh, pirate who is at the behest of Mr. Plug, comes right over to you and pulls the sap out of his uh, his waistband as well, Tyler. Uh, I, I know what you might be thinking, but it's just a barrel. It's unsecured. It could... It could hurt someone very badly, and I don't want that to happen. I just came to tie it down. Up the ropes! Get... Ba- back up the rope, then. <laughs> don't worry. It's, it's, it'll be a quick beating. Let me just roll that d10. Uh, what's your armor class with, with no armor? Uh, 16. Uh, so I think, actually, you are fast enough to dodge out of the way of this guy. He beats the barrel as you move out of the way, but sorry, Tyler. All right, well, I tried. No rest for the wicked, a.k.a. Honto, whose turn it is. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate Seth. the effort. <laughs> Seth, 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 how, how are you doing hit point-wise? Where are we up to in Unlethal? Uh, I believe he has nine left uh, okay. out of his 20. All right. What would you like to do on your turn? Well, I don't think there's really anything that can be done to stop these people from attacking at this point. Mm. <laughs> 
You're gonna whip out a diplomacy roll right now? Yeah, well, I, I, yeah hold on. <laughs> no. It's all been a big misunderstanding. Uh, no, uh, I think this would result in him uh, spending an action to enter wolf stance and then using flurry of blows. Ooh, trying to beat up on some of these pirates. Yeah, turn around and take a couple swings yeah. at these people who are hitting them. Go down fighting. I mean, what else are you going to do, man? All right, shall I roll? Oh, please do. Okay. Uh, that is um, one out of 15. The second, I think, is at an 18 because of multi-attack penalty, right? Um, I'm not entirely clear how multi-attacks work yet. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, minus four for you, but uh, you oh, rolled a... attack, really? Yeah, you rolled a Ooh. 15 and then a 10 on, on the roll 20 here. Is that what... Uh... Yep. Yeah. So it is, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I thought you said 18. So it would be, it'd be 15 and then 10 before whatever reduction from the second attack. Oh, that 15 is a hit on, okay. uh, I'm going to call him unnamed pirate number one, but guess Grr. what? Uh, when you get to interact with some of these unnamed NPCs on uh -huh. the show, you get to name them. So Seth, who is this pirate swab that you're making enemies for life with? Uh, it, now, does this have to be a real name or like a piratey nickname? Oh, you can call him Fliberty McGibbet or uh, Piratey McPirate Face if you want. <laughs> this is gonna, like kind of what your character is calling him. I was gonna, I was gonna go with a Itchy Toe Greg. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, what an affliction! <laughs> itchy Toe Greg, you just punched Itchy Toe Greg, you monster! Itchy Toe Greg, no! For ten piercing damage, no less. Oh my goodness, you bloody his nose. Uh, his uh, face starts swelling up immediately as, uh, yeah, maybe maybe a cracked uh, cheekbone here. Um, but guess what? On their turn, they are well, going to... I still have to... one action left, is the thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Wolf Stance does not take an action. Wolf, no, Wolf Stance is one action. Fury oh, okay. of Blows is a second action. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go right ahead. Is that? Is there a? Def what are? What are my defensive options in in this this the second edition of Pathfinder? Yeah, with. I've, I was trying to find it. I apologize. I'm not trying to be that guy. I, uh, I'm trying I mean, to educate people. Normally, you'd be able to raise a shield if you had one or right. take cover. I don't think there's much in the way of raising your hand uh, in your face, or. So you can do something called tumble through. Uh, it's not really defensive, but you're kind of surrounded. You could try to tumble through an enemy's space just to get behind them. Sure. Like, is there maybe like a raised portion I can try to tumble past and, and, and give myself some sort of height advantage or something? Not a, not here on the, the, the main deck. It's all, all level until you go up to the, the poop. Maybe position myself behind a barrel or... Oh, barrels. you there's guys in your barrel oh, love it. There are, there are plenty of barrels to be had. Don't try to stealth next to one of them. Yeah, uh, I will I will learn my your lesson and, and not yeah. stealth when it involves barrels. Well, I would say you would have to move over to it and then use take cover as an action, so that might not be possible this round, but you can try and just uh, move away from these guys and yeah. maybe uh, get okay, your back okay. up against the wall here. Yeah, I, I want to. I want to make uh, create a little distance and kind of make it so they have to approach me. I sure, guess. it's a lot easier to do stuff like this in second edition because there's not like attacks of opportunity every yeah just every which where yeah so yeah you move over there uh, they will have to spend an action uh, to follow you you know slowly advancing across the the creaky shipboards walking and... walking with his itchy toe. <laughs> oh well, it's him and his two buddies right now, so they are indeed going to make a couple attacks. Against ye. 
Oh no. Oh. One on the first attack. This is definitely Itchy Toe Greg, who is not having a good day. And uh, he's gonna be bloody nose, Greg, in a bit. With the, oh, the negative, no. this other one is like a two. He's like, I can't see. Although my, although my toe is itchy. Uh, let's see if his buddies do a little bit better. Oi, is he making fun of uh, Mr. Plug's lisp? Beat him, Mr. Plug. Beat him. <laughs> no, 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 make fun of him there. Um. Goodness gracious! You say eighteen? It's your yeah, class. Yeah. Uh, the one of them gets a, a sap hit on you. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. And oof! Oh no! Max max damage. Nine points of non-lethal as clubs oh. you across the you know your brow. Uh, that is a just bell a, ringer. That's just enough to take him down to zero. That will, I believe, stagger you here. And uh, as he sees you're on the ropes. Mr. Plug will advance to you and oh, of course, obviously have something smug and snively to say as he uh, he takes the easier out here and says, we should have left you in, in Port Peril where we found you, skink. Make an attack no, that's here. Just, that's just rude. That's All a right. rude thing to say. And he will knock your lights out, 15 on the dice with a, a minimum of two non-lethal damage. I believe that gets put into lethal territory here, but you are knocked unconscious. Sorry to say, you're probably not gonna make it to the Christmas fruits now. Dang it, (laughs) I missed my chance. Seth, you really screwed the pooch on getting to the (laughs) gross nest. Sir not appearing in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I think you might have uh, the spotlight for a few characters, a few NPCs. <laughs> All right, turn three. Uh, back to Alaris, Becca. Moving Man, I feel I feel so boring. I'm just gonna keep climbing the ropes. Um, uh, <laughs> oh no, come yeah. come down and and get a beaten too if you want. Nope, nope. I, I think Alaris is looking everybody. down, seeing what's happening, and being like, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up to that crow's nest." <laughs> Guys, there's so many pirates and there's so many beatings to hand out. All right, go ahead and make them athletics checks. Ooh, 12, boy. 15, and 17. Success, success, success. Are you disgusted yet with with how successful you are? All right, so you're moving up about another 15 feet. At this point, you can see the crow's nest about 30 foot away. Way to go, Rebecca. But Ooh. it's unfortunately as you get almost to the top of the mizzen mast here that this kind of climbing... Uh, seizes you. Your, your heart kind of catches in your throat for a moment as you look down, perhaps see the unconscious form of Honto, uh, a few pirates spitting and, and kicking at the the uh, uh, seemingly lifeless lizard folk down there. And you get this pit in, in the, the bottom of your stomach. Uh, same feeling you got the last time you took a tumble from a rooftop in Magnamar. It's this feeling of weightlessness as you careened multiple stories or just inches away from catching that ledge to slow your descent that makes your your um, uh, palms sweat up, maybe your, your brow uh, crinkle with worry. Uh, I'm going to need you to make a will save for me against fear. DC oh, no. 15 to not lose control. Oh, no. Close. It's a 14. It's so close. Okay. Good news and bad news. Good news is... Uh, you're just there on the cusp, so you're you're holding on to the ropes and do not fall or anything bad like that happen. But you've gained the condition Frightened 3. Frightened 3, which basically means uh, for next three turns, uh, you're going to have 
uh, the shakes in your hands is going to be a negative three to skill checks and ability checks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you, can, you can find those under conditions on our, our favorite Ar- Archive of Nethys site here. Titan's um, got two sequels? <laughs> yeah, so you feel your, your knees begin to become weak, your arms a little shaky, um, but you're still up there and in the lead right now, Rebecca. Um, nice. Next, well, that's that. going to take us to Candoso. Oh boy, I'm doing my climbing. <laughs> I feel confident that I won't lose entirely. Oh no. But I oh, won't no. do good. <laughs> oh no. 11, 8, 11, you are able to make no progress. Is that right? I should probably double check these rules. Nope, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 15 for this this difficult rigging. Yeah, Do you I think have a strength of twelve? Like, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not that strong. <laughs> do you, do you so. think Candoso would switch tactics here? Or, uh, I mean, I mean, on? I mean, I, I mean, I, if I could get to another rope that would, uh, where I could do that, I think I probably would. But uh, uh, go. I don't know. I guess I just sort of assumed that I wouldn't roll twos and threes this whole uh, night. So, oh, well, you, you screw made, me, right? <laughs> you made the worst assumption a pirate can make. Yeah. Luck is on your side. <laughs> uh, let's head on to Tyler Cassius. Uh, you've got a couple pirates around you now. They look like they are ready to brandish weapons on you if you don't get back up them ropes. But you see All me. Right. We're going to head back up the ropes. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, maybe pausing for a second just to, like, you know, look at Honto and be like, I tried, friend. And uh, roll three athletics. That's a critical success. That's a fail and a success. Okay, good. So you're getting up about 15 feet or so on them ropes. Uh, Unconscious Honto on the ground. Uh, You're just knocked back into a a deep slumber. Um, The rest of you can espy them kind of dragging the the lizard to his feet. And you get tied up to the, the main mast. So... Uh, you're you're now part of the ship underneath a grotesque-looking clock that seems to um, be uh, ticking and talking even in your your slumber here. Uh, Ichito Greg having a good time uh, mugging next to you for some of the other pirates saying how you he whopped you good. <laughs> uh, oh, it's such a liar! <laughs> oh, that's curse you, Ichito Greg. Ichito Greg is gonna live on on that story for a while. Uh, let's take it back to Rebecca. Little, little frightened up here at the top. I knew I would have to give everyone else some kind of of boon and use some kind of handicap so you didn't uh, become the the most fleet of foot up here. But uh, it, are you pressing on in, in this route here? I, yes. Yeah. Go ahead, and make me those rolls. I mean, I, I'm so far up now. I can't go back. So. I think she's just going to keep going up to that crow's nest. Have you guys ever climbed a big um, diving board at a public pool and then, like, lost your nerve and had to do that climb back down? (laughs) Oh, boy. Yes. Oh, boy, I don't want to I don't want to live in my skin anymore after that. I have Uh, I have the worst fear of heights in real life. So same. 100%. Hundred percent. Yeah, I've I've definitely done that. Uh, right. So a couple of successes here. You're moving up another ten feet or so, and it's at this point that you're so far ahead of everyone else that uh, the other ones climbing in the rigging, and I think both Kendoso and Cassius kind of see that they're not going to catch up to you as uh, 
Yeah, at this it's, point, it's really just about like not falling down and hurting my breaking my ankles or something. You're about 15 feet away here, uh, Rebecca. Just go ahead and make me one more set of of rolls to see how much of a flourish you get. Oh boy. Oh, not great. That's a 22, a 10, and a nine. Not great. Right, so 22 is awesome. 22 say, is great. At, on the second not. turn, you're only frightened two, so that's still a critical success. And that 10 is. Tends uh, to fail, but uh, you get close enough to where on your next turn, you can just like inch your way up to this crow's nest and, and deliver yourself in the bucket and all so, the rest. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was just going to say, I imagine Alaris being up here all by herself up in the sky uh, at the top of the ship. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, really at the top of a pirate ship, like that's her dream, right? Like she's she's dreamed about this moment. And I imagine that she probably sees a bird fly by and sees that as as a sign from Desna that this this is her path and she's she's doing the right thing. Giant albatross flies right in front of your face. <laughs> and probably. indeed, yeah, you're like almost a hundred feet up off of the water here. And at this point on the mast, you are swaying like 10 feet uh, back and forth as you uh, kind of ride the waves. Um, but yeah, you just like swallow that fear uh, as it subsides uh, a few seconds later, as soon as you get in the bucket and uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. You can slowly make your way back down. Uh, Mr. Plug comes up to you after stowing his cat a nine and says, Congratulations. What's your name? My name is Alaris. You're my newest rigger, Alaris. You report directly to me each morning. Have fun climbing the top ropes and reefing sails all day. On to the next challenge. They will, uh, I mean, they're like splashing water in your face, Honto, and, you know, slapping you, trying to get you back into consciousness, but it's going to be a little bit. The rest of the pirates uh, here, uh, besides Alaris, uh, Mr. Plug lines up and says, My next task isn't so much a challenge as it is a curse. Answer me true now, and you'll avoid a lashing. Who here knows how to cook? Uh, would that be survival? Uh, there's actually um, cooking lore um, that you could do if, if anyone <laughs> if anyone has it. I think survival might be to like cut game and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, that would be like more butchering. Than, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe picking berries, but cooking is... It's an art form. I'm guessing nobody took it. As uh, nobody has lore trained lore skills. Uh, well, there's so many backgrounds in Pathfinder Second Edition that I mean that that could pop up in some of them. I have yeah. fishing lore. Mm-hmm. However, I am also currently tied up to the mizzen mast. Uh, oh no! Don't worry, Mr. Plug has a job especially <laughs> for you. Job yeah, don't worry. <laughs> you don't you don't get the the cook's job. Uh, right, so he's just looking up and down the line and, uh, will indeed point to Candoso and says, uh, you're a thick-looking lad. Don't want Thank to you. sound demeaning, but you, you seem to know your way around the kitchen. Have you baked some beans in your time? Strangled a chicken or two? One of those, yes. Congratulations, you're the cook's mate now. Aha! You'll, you'll report down below to Mr. Croup. The folks uh, around here call him Fifth Guts. Fifth Guts, yes. Fifth Guts Croup. Fifth Guts. And when the smell hits you, 
you'll understand why. Oh, well, I don't know the word Fithgath, but I'm sure we'll have come to some agreement. You're you're making fun of Patrick, not Mr. Plug Jabert. Fish guts is what he's saying. I was about to say, Kendoza's itching for a beating. I'm itching for a scritching. Oh boy, cat of nine tails. Uh, He looks over the, the rest of you all and says, uh, all the rest of ye lots are swabs and will report to Master Scourge. We'll assign you whatever disgusting path he has for you. You'll pump the bilge and wash me pantaloons if I ask you to. Uh, you guys are, are kind of shunted off to uh, a few more swabs on the side here who are already uh, doing their work. And Kendoso, you're sent down below deck to to find this fifth gut and, uh, Ooh, and see Mr. what is happening with him, but how well you do in your, your tasks and what is to become of poor, poor Honto. It's a tale for another time, which oh, we what? will get to do <laughs> next time on the podcast. I'm not finishing early because that was so much fun and uh, I want to save some for our next episode. I'm finishing early because pirate voices are, are killing me. Tonight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <It> really are. <laughs> they, really they do come from a raspy part of the throat. Uh, we will play some more skull and shackles next time. We've got a lot more fun NPCs to meet, <laughs> believe it or not. Not even through day one of being a pirate. But hey, congratulations, you've all technically survived episode one. Yeah. <laughs> Seth's character took quite a beating Seth, and is still alive. Yeah. Seth's got bruises, but uh, not dead. Not dead yet. How are you guys doing? Uh, At the end of the podcast? Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is the end. I'm doing fine. Yeah, we're I'm fine. fine. I, I wish there. my I was... man overboard gambit worked, but other than that, I'm okay. Yeah, was, I, was, was I, was, I was hoping that I was going to fly right up the sails and, and be, be the the person who got to hang out in the crow's nest that seemed like a real good fit for me but uh, i was fine. really Rebecca, hoping to be fun. able to use my climb not my climbing ability because athletics is not my thing i was hoping to use oh, good. my background so, um, well, as we're like glad, i'm glad that you're up in the rigging and- now <laughs> I'm so glad you're up there. You know, the funny oh. thing is, is I'm willing to bet that Hanto probably has the best athletic score of this. Group. I was about to say, I'm right. pretty sure you would have like scampered up there, like whoop 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 whoop. Yeah. <laughs> oh like goodness! Because what what yours has to, yours has to be six or seven, right? Seth? Six, 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 six. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can roll a critical success on yeah, a nineteen Cass- or twenty there. Cassius is five, so 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 we were a three, four, and a. Uh, a three, four, five, six, and yeah. the three, one. Yep. <laughs> the th- yeah. That's the one that's going to be using To be fair, the five and six were goofing off. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, guys, we, we have a lot more of day one to get to to next week. So uh, let's wrap it up here and uh, tell our listeners and one another, thanks for playing and thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. And good night. Great night, Arr. Arr.
Dead Men Roll No Crits is sponsored by the Cosmic Crit Patreon. Each episode is published to the public on a seven to eight month delay. To catch up on the show and get access to new episodes on initial release, make a monthly pledge on the Cosmic Crit Patreon page.